0: All right, all right, all right. Oh hey, uh, this is Odin uh, with Odin loves you, uh, bringing to you a another fun podcast about uh, van life. Uh, I've been living in a van um, adjacent to rivers for um, a little bit now, not too long. I've been mostly staying with friends and driving around, and seeing friends and staying in my van in between places and I had my first full week in the van uh this past week um and it was not not terrible you know I have um you know a lot of different um amenities to escape um the van life you know and it's, it's it's weird living in the van like in visiting cities you know so I get into my experience with that of uh urban vanning and um yeah, it's 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 been a wild experience so far. <laughs> uh, I'm very grateful for my friends that uh, I've been able to see along this trip and spending time with them. And uh, yeah, it's 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 everything to me. It's everything to me to be able to have the freedom and um, you know to be able to get out and you know spend time with my my friends and maintain my relationships. And really, you know, put in the the miles to do so, <laughs> figuratively and literally. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's been great, guys. Yeah, so this, this podcast is about uh, my van experience so far, and it's going to be an ongoing one. I am uh, I'm on my way to uh, volunteering at a farm in Santa Cruz, uh, California, I'm a couple hours away. Now, I just wanted to stop to do an intro for this podcast, uh, get it out there, and. Yeah, guys, it's a a wild world we're living in, (laughs) you know, and living in a van uh, gives me a perspective of the world that is totally unique, and I I truly appreciate the opportunity to to do so, and my my, my van, Doris here, (laughs) is taking good care of me, and uh, I haven't totally frozen my ass off or, you know, ran off the side of a very slick mountain road yet. Um, so yeah, life is good. <laughs> life is grand. Uh, I just wanted to share my, my vanning experience with you, and this is uh, my podcast about that. And um, I, I I truly appreciate everyone who takes the time to, to listen to uh, my inner monologue. And if anyone wants to read more about uh, my thoughts and views around meditation uh, via my inner monologue, Meditate or Die is um, one of my um, most, you, know, you know, in my opinion, prolific <laughs> projects that I've put out in uh, recent memory. Uh, it's a book uh, available on Amazon, Meditate or Die, I also just published a book called Truth, Dare, Gaze, uh, which is a, um, a game, it's like a, a tantric version of Truth or Dare uh, with a eye gazing component. And I am going to do a, an entire podcast uh, around Truth, Dare, Gaze, hopefully after I play it <laughs> with some friends. And uh, yeah, I'll give, I'll give feedback on it. I'd love to hear feedback on others who have experienced uh, the, the game um, Truth, Dare, Gaze and how to improve it and dial it in to be more accessible and you know be more um, functional for people to you know really connect in a really conscious way yeah life is life life is wild guys (laughs) i love it and uh, i'm challenged by it uh, almost on the daily and i I have to say that i um, i'm really enjoying uh, my freedom at the moment and being able to uh, connect um, openly with with you and with uh, my friends it's uh it's everything so thank you so much for Taking the time, and I much appreciate it. Love you, bye bye. All right, all right, all right. Oh man, this is a uh, <laughs> a very special uh, van cast in my van. <coughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> I am uh, I'm sick. Um, So uh, I apologize for any coughing. Um, I'm also smoking, so that's probably not helping things. Um, But yeah, I wanted to uh, just do a podcast today about uh, van life. I am currently uh, living in a van, and I've been um, romanticizing the idea of living in a van for, I don't know, a while. I mean, being in Colorado... Yeah, van life is pretty common, you know, a lot of uh, dirtbag climbers live under the overpasses (laughs) or under, yeah, underpasses of the gym um, and stay in their vans and then when they're not working, they're in the mountains climbing and it's beautiful, you know, and I've always uh, really respected the people that, you know, take it upon themselves to you know, go out and to explore existence, you know, and a van is a, um, a great way to do so. <laughs> well, it's a, uh, it's a way to do so. <laughs> um, yeah, man, van life is wild, you know, like, uh, Jack Kerouac, um, you know, reading On the Road, you know, really, you know, romanticized the idea of the road trip, you know, and like being on the road and, meeting interesting characters, and, um, you know, the uh, <laughs> the difference between, between me and Jack Kerouac is that, you know, I'm more of a, an isolator, <laughs> and I go to the movies rather than going out and getting drunk with uh, random people that I've met on the road, so it's, it'll be a bit <laughs> of a contrasting difference of me and my uh, Jack's experience, I'm sure, but just the idea of being you know on the road and having the mobility to go wherever i may please has always really uh, enticed me and i wanted to take a, a period of my life to experience it and i'm experiencing it <laughs> you guys like it's uh it's wild it's it's challenging um at times uh, i am in a a, a small like the smallest van situation that uh, I would suggest. <laughs> I mean, outside of like a SUV or a car, this is like the smallest van you probably get is the uh, the Ford Transit Connect, and it's 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 still doable though. I mean, I can't stand up or I can't even sit up in <laughs> uh, the situation I'm in, and like, uh, but sleeping is like not you know not terrible. You know, I have like a four-inch padded mattress down. I have a, uh, a furry roof and LED lights, and I have my my iPad for reading and watching, you know, whatever I want to watch, and noise-canceling headphones, and I got snacks here. <laughs> like my whole like upper decker section of my uh, my van above my um, my console here is just all snacks. So if I'm ever feeling snacky, that's like taken care of. So uh it is a uh a pretty unique experience you know and i have i spent you know days camping i used to have a, a truck with a uh, a tent on the back rack of the pickup truck so I've, I've experienced that you know quite a bit and i wanted to you know dive a little bit deeper and experience the van life and um uh, i can say from being on the road um for a while now i mean I've only been staying in the van for, you know, while traveling in between places. You know, so if I'm going somewhere, I'll drive four or five hours and then, you know, set up a shop somewhere and camp. Yeah, and you know, um, a lot of people don't understand uh, or don't, I guess, wouldn't appreciate what it's like um, camping in a van in the city. It's a, it's a it's a wild experience. Um, you know, I, I spent uh Monday and Tuesday um in Echo Park in Los Angeles and uh it was pretty dope, you know, like well like Echo Park is a really unique spot in the world where the homeless population has melted with the like uh the the you know, the homeful. <laughs> Uh, the people that have home, home um, and the people that live in vans, like, every, everyone congregates on that same park, you know. So the homeless have, like, this whole section of the north end of the park, though, you know, like, the northwest end of the park is all, like, this, like, homeless, like, shanty town that is just, like, tense and, like, <laughs> and it's, it's, like, not terrible, you know, like, they, like, wake up. And they're, like, in Echo Park, and it's California, so they have, like, good weather. I mean, the only bummer is I saw when it rains, it gets, you know, quite muddy um, in that area. Uh, but it's, it's it's wild. It's wild just seeing, you know, the, and, like, a lot of, like, the people that are there are living in the tents, you know, they're not, like, the, what you would think of, like, the traditional homeless situation would be, you know, like, whether it's, you know, drug abuse or whether it's, mental health issues or just a string of bad luck, you know, a lot of the homeless there are younger individuals that are just trying to get by and I'm sure have lost their job or lost their home and didn't have anyone else to rely on, so they had to make it work, you know, and they, they're they're making it work there in Los Angeles, the homeless population. It's of a whole unique situation there in Los Angeles because they're, for one, very, very hands-off, <laughs> you know, like... There's, like, there's not a lot of, I mean, I don't, I don't know about the services there, uh, but I know just in general, like, the police do not fuck with the homeless people, like, almost at all. Uh, it's, like, they have, you know, far too many other things to worry about, <laughs> you know? Like, in Echo Park, people are selling everything there, you know? Like, there's people selling books and rocks, crystals, and... I saw someone selling, um, potted clones of cannabis plants, you know, like, clothes, fucking chorizos, fucking, <laughs> I keep saying fucking, um, yeah, it, it, yeah, delicious snacks, like, it's all being sold in this park without any regulation, um, and it's beautiful, I mean, I saw a guy with a fucking grocery cart, and he had a small, like, the, the smallest barbecue pit you can possibly, you can buy the little round ones, in the grocery cart and he went and bought a pack of hot dogs (laughs) just selling hot dogs off this grill in this grocery cart and it was like so absurdly beautiful to me of like how that's like possible i mean it felt like almost like thailand you know in thailand like anyone and everyone can put up a shop anywhere and just sell whatever they would like and Echo Park is very much the same. You know, they don't allow anyone to really just do anything that's not infringing on anyone else's rights or freedoms. And they allow it to happen because the cops in that area, you know, and the police in general in L.A., I imagine, have much larger issues rather than, you know, handing out citations for people that are, you know, selling things without a license. <laughs> it's like it's on the low end of priorities you know so having my van around that park i felt uh pretty natural you know like and it, as i'm very fortunate to start my my vanning experience in echo park because it is a uh easier transition <laughs> in the van life you know and i would wake up i would have the park there and my general daily routine, while in the van, has like uh, not really changed a whole lot to what I would do normally in uh, a home. So I get up every morning, I go to the gym, I do my meditation, my yoga, my my exercise practice, which takes me you know two two and a half hours. Then I go back to uh, my van, that I uh, make food, either um, getting food from a grocery store and making it, you know, in my van, or going somewhere that's affordable. I try to, you know, stay within like the $10 range um, for my meals, and try to eat smaller meals of, he- I mean, he- healthier substances. And ha- I have a lot of um, snack bars and trail mixes around. If I ever need to, um, you know, get more out of a meal. (laughs) Like today, I went to a restaurant. This is totally ridiculous. I went to a restaurant, and I had a veggie burrito, and it was delicious. But for whatever reason, in my head, that wasn't enough food. So I went back to my van, and I, like, poured a bunch of trail mix into a jar of almond butter. (laughs) and Just, like, ate a half a jar of almond butter with, you know, full of trail mix. To uh, top off my my veggie burrito, so <laughs> I uh, I'm not without options for food. Um, yeah, it's, it's fairly. I mean, it's, it's I mean going to um, Chipotle is not the worst situation. You know, you can get like a decent meal there for around ten dollars. I mean, even like when I'm at, when i in a serious bind and I want to like be really frugal. I'll go to Subway and get a wrap, get a veggie wrap, you know, and it's like $6, you know, and it's very, very fair. And I can come out here and have some trail mix and some almond butter and some snack bars and be totally fine afterwards. So, yeah, my food is not, you know, the the craziest scenario um, in a van. Uh, it's, I mean, it rem- reminds me of a lot of, you know, living in Thailand. You know, and just going out and um, you know, snacking on you know small things and supplementing that with nuts and fruit. And the dope thing about LA is, which should be goddamn everywhere, is they have people cu- slicing up fruit in these little uh, fruit stands. Like, on, and like every three or five blocks, there's like a fruit stand there, and like someone like well, someone will give you a giant you know container of fruit freshly chopped up for $5. <laughs> you know, which is uh it's epic, you know. And they they put the uh the seasoning on top, the spicy seasoning was like and they squeeze lime juice on it. And it's the most epic thing, the most epic snack in the world. And it's very fair. And it's giving a job to somebody who is able to you know sit in a location and slice fruit all day and make a living you know and they're not getting hassled by the police i imagine and they're just freely able to you know do what they want to do and how they want to do it and that is also you know truly beautiful so yeah so i i eat um and then i go to the coffee shop you know and my coffee shop routine is pretty standard. Um, I mean, before when I was writing my last book, I would go to the coffee shop and just strictly write for four to six hours every day. You know, like every single day, I was just getting the reps in, you know, and just trying to get as much as I can out of my brain. And now it's more of uh, working on different projects. You know, I just published a uh, Truth There Gaze book which I should do a whole podcast about that sometime, it's interesting, Uh, but yeah, basically it is a, uh, when I was traveling in Thailand, I went through a a Tantra course, where I was learning how to be more conscious of every single act (laughs) of my life, uh, especially not excluding sex, Um, so it was very transformative, and one of the things that you know, some me and my classmates used to do after class was to play truth or dare. And uh, in those truth or dares, we were chal- we were going through the tantric course, so we were challenging one another to, you know, think of dares and truths that were inherently con- conscious and which, which which means tantric, you know, like which I you mean know, which challenges people to get out of their own way and to explore comfort zones um i'll dig more into that book later um and a whole other podcast i think um but yeah it's just a a fun project that i've been working on and trying to develop and i yeah i just work on you know small little projects i do i I give myself writing assignments you know i'm working on a, a clothing brand um so i'm doing a lot of research on hemp in this fabric called Tinsel, uh, which I'll, I will also do a podcast on those in the near future once I get this first sample uh, back from my designer. But yeah, I just give myself projects and I work on things and I try to progress in you know the the creative skills that I, I value most. You know, and right now it's writing and different kind of you know di- digital visual creative arts projects. And in the near future, I hope to. My goal is, you know, later this year is to get into music and get into production of uh, using a synth machine and to, you know, explore that that world, the uh, the audio uh, visual world, you know, and creating, you know, interesting audio. Yeah, so I spend, you know, four to six hours every day working on different creative projects, and then I, you know, within that time, I I break that up with reading at times and. I'm reading a few different things right now. Uh, my favorite thing that I'm reading though is the Swamp Thing novel. <laughs> so the Swamp Thing, if you know, if anyone's not familiar with it, it's this beautiful, amazing uh, comic book uh, that was developed in the '60s, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's earlier on, maybe '70s or '80s. Um, I'm not totally positive on that um but yeah in that general time frame um so it has like a certain tone to it but alan moore who wrote this series of swamp thing is the same writer who wrote watchmen and watchmen um if anyone is not you know aware (laughs) aware of the movie the tv series the graphic novel they're all epic you know like the movie and the graphic novel is my my absolute favorite you know the series was good. You know it's just a, it's a totally different storyline, um, and I'm pretty attached to the original storyline, which is just absolutely epic. Um, and Alan Moore is just an insane writer. You know I was I was so inspired by his writing uh, of The Watchmen that I started to do research on all the other things that he wrote, and it turns out he wrote a lot of dope shit. <laughs> Alan Moore, man, what a monster, you know, he wrote uh, V for Vendetta, um, he wrote, I mean, I should have this prepared um, more to be able to pull this up, but yeah, he wrote V for Vendetta, and he wrote uh, Swamp Thing, all, in addition to The Watchmen, on the top of my head, and um, all three of them are just like, you know, well, two are, are, are very widely known, V for Vendetta and The Watchmen, and I'm not I'm not totally sure how <laughs> how known the uh, the Swamp Thing is. I personally know it because I remember watching the series on USA the channel USA uh, when I was a kid. You know, which it was like a uh, almost like a TBS like channel, if that's like a regional thing. But yeah, Swamp Thing is this character. Uh, a scientist who's, you know, doing—he's um, working in the, the Louisiana bayou swamp, and he is um, working with the nature and trying to support it and trying to help with, you know, ecological diversity and just trying to—he's uh, some kind of biologist, you know. That um, uh, I don't know the his, the details of his <laughs> specific research, but uh, long story short, uh, he is betrayed by uh, a friend and his lab explodes and whatever he's working on explodes onto him and then he molds into the swamp and then he becomes a swamp and the swamp becomes him and it's this weird like existential crisis that he is going through because for a long time that you know like he thought that he was this dude Alec from Holland <laughs> he thought he was like the swamp thing thought he was a guy and he's like just in this like swamp thing Kind of uh, uniform, and he's just trying it back to that to, to that human form. And then once he realizes that he is not, he is no longer human, and that he is an, an actually a a a plant, you know, entity that has adopted his human consciousness. It's this whole existential crisis that he goes through to try to resolve like what is humanity and why is humanity important and like the. The villain in the, the Swamp Thing comics is this guy who's trying to rise up. To um, he's also like a plant uh, human hybrid. That's it's <laughs> a whole situation. He's trying to you know destroy humanity and take over the the earth by uh, making. He has a he's his superpower is that he's tapped into all of the planet. You know the entire planet, every bit of nature. He has, you know, his consciousness has merged with that nature. So he's able to communicate with all these planets. So, <laughs> all these plants. Uh, so as the bad guy, his whole scheme is, this is a whole spoiler alert, Swamp Thing guys, Swamp Thing. I mean, still read it, but the whole thing is, is that he tells all the plants to start uh, producing more nitrogen than oxygen uh, essentially, is suffocating out all the humans. So this, this guy is just like trying to kill all of humanity um, and to allow plants to take it back over because humanity has, you know, fucked the environment so bad that this guy feels, you know, totally justified to be able to, you know, turn all the uh, the plants into um, essentially the, <laughs> the the green gas from the Joker. Oh, it's it's epic, you know, and like what what it's so crazy. I mean, I mean also spoiler alert is that the swamp thing convinces the bad guy. The bad guy's trying to rationalize to the swamp thing. He's like, yeah, man, you're like you're one of me, man. You're not a human anymore. Like you're you're a plant, you know. Let's 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 like uh, let's, let, the, let the let the plants rule this time. You know, humans have have uh, fucked it up. You know, and like the swamp thing's rationalization though was this is not the plant's way, the plants aren't this aggressive, man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, he's like, you think you have your, the, you your, your interests are not of the plants, your interests are your own, it's your ego, bro, like, you're trying to do all this for yourself, you know, like, the plants are not trying to take over the, <laughs> take over the world, and this fucking realization totally blows this guy's mind so, so hard that he loses touch with all the plants. And he spins way out of control, uh, but yeah. Anyways, read the comic; it's it's epic. Uh, <laughs> it's my my one of my favorite things in my life right now. Um, and my other favorite thing in my life right now is my Regal Movie Pass. So when I'm done with my uh, my explorations creatively, uh, creatively, 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 <laughs> uh, in my in the afternoon. Then I go um, to the movies usually. (laughs) Like, either, um, well, it's been every other night or so. Uh, But but traditionally, when I'm not, um, you know, in like this movie pass situation, I would go to the movies once, sometimes maybe twice a week. Um, I just, I love the movies. It's my happy place. You know, I don't spend money on alcohol or any kind of like food indulgence. I spend money on going to the movies and I love it. And what's so rad is they used to have a thing called MoviePass, which epically failed, but it was amazing. You you pay a membership, you know, $9 a month, and you can go to all these different theaters and see whatever. And now, um, because that failed, all these other um, cinemas are stepping up and producing their own membership. And Regal, uh, they're not sponsoring this. (laughs) Not yet. Um uh, they uh have a thing called the Unlimited Pass and it's twenty bucks a month. And for twenty bucks a month you can go see all the fucking movies that you wanna see, you know, and like um it's great. You know, I'm I'm getting ready to go see bad boys right now. Bad boys for life. I'm a bad boy for life. <laughs> Yeah, I love bad boys. I'm going to give a a movie review after if I can, uh, you know, remember. But, um, yeah, so, like, having this $20 a month membership allows me to be able to um, go to the movies. And uh, in addition to this membership, I signed up for a Planet Fitness membership today. And (laughs) to be completely honest, Planet Fitness has been my complete nemesis for... A very long time, Um, and I remember this specifically because I was traveling somewhere, and I can't remember where. I I believe it was maybe DC, and I went to a Planet Fitness, and I had like a cut-off T-shirt on. Uh, It was, I mean, it was, I mean, like, I don't know, it was was probably a bit much (laughs) in in hindsight, you know, like uh, just like a a T-shirt that's cut off like super deep, so you can see my, you mean you can see my whole side and my chest. But it's no different than wearing a tank top, right? So Planet Fitness's whole situation there is that like it's a it's a it's a really weird situation. So it's a gym that's trying to be the like anti-macho gym. The people that are slamming weights and and yelling. And they even have signs that say, like, hey, if you're drinking a gallon of water and huffing and puffing, like, this is not for you. <laughs> and it's so extreme to me. It's like, it's like it's, it's a gym that's, like, not encouraging to, like, be extreme in the gym experience. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, hey, man, like, come to the gym, but, like, don't get carried away, you know? And I don't appreciate that, you know? Like, it's the goddamn gym, you know? I want to get carried away, you know? Like, that's, like, where I voice a lot of my frustrations (laughs) with with myself and the world is via the gym, you know, that's my total happy place, and, um, the fact that they are putting limitations on what people can, like, wear, say, and do in there, and it's just, and it's so, it's, it's just so sanitized to be, like, such a corporate environment, and, uh, what I mean, so long story short, Planet Fitness is not my favorite, but it's incredibly cheap. It's twenty dollars a month, and they're nationwide, you know. And they and like and, I, and they're twenty-four hours, you know. So it's like after doing like a ton of research online and like just like exploring different gyms around town, it's like it's a deal that's like it'd be dumb for me not to do, you know. Like they made it too too good. They, they, my arch nemesis has <laughs> totally seduced me. And like uh, made me an offer I couldn't refuse. You know, so I mean, that's, that's the other membership I have that uh, gets me out of my van. You know, so if I could get a coffee shop membership somehow, <laughs> I guess that would be like a, a co working space uh, membership would be like the ideal scenario. Um, that's not a bad idea. I wish, I wish there was more, um, you know, co uh, co working spaces that were membership based that were like nationwide or worldwide. To where you can plug into, I'm sure that is a thing, I'm sure it's not a thing that I can afford or is accessible to me at this point, because it sounds expensive, <laughs> as I am I'm saying it out loud, uh, but yeah, so I have these different memberships that allow me to get out of my van and to explore um, a reality that is not within the walls of my enclosed <laughs> structure, that I uh, am currently living in, you know, and like it's, I mean, it's it's not terrible. It's just it's just an adjustment, you know. I've I've traveled in pretty, ex- you know, fairly extreme fashion, staying at small little bungalows on the beach and you know grass huts, you know, like, and this is a van, you know, it's it's like it's 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 fine, you know, it's it's just a it's an adjustment from you know having the comfort of a kitchen uh, and a bathroom. Well, the bathroom situation, guys. Let's just get to <laughs> let's just get to that. Um, I I, I if, if I need to shit, like I have to go somewhere. It's like not an option to shit in here. It's like there's no there's just no room for it. It's just it's not possible. Um, peeing is just I have a, a giant water bottle jug that I have to dump out. Um, regularly, I pee a lot at night, guys, it's fucking, like, my nightmare, um, how much I pee at night, it's just, you know, like, even when I'm, when I'm camping, if I'm, like, have a twinge of cold in me, for whatever reason, like, I have to pee, so I'll, I'll pee two or three times a night, um, sometimes, and, um, I think last night I peed, like, four times, and it gets, it's, I could have some kind of, I need to research this further, <laughs> uh, it's, it's going to do these things, I, uh, I need to have a, uh, a checklist of things to do after <laughs> talking these things through out loud, so yeah, so I, I pee in a jug, and then like every, I, I try to dump it out into different public restroom situations as much as I possibly can, every day or two is my ideal reality, and um, yeah, it's not terrible. I mean, it's just, it's not ideal. I mean, it's it's definitely like not a, a long-term solution for me. Um, you know, but it's I'm I'm just I'm traveling. You know, I'm living like a goddamn savage. You know, so I gotta do savage savage things. But yeah, van life guys, uh, it's, it's not terrible. You know, like I I was trying to go to Reno today uh, via Yosemite, and my boy uh, I was talking to, he said, yeah, man, just avoid the Donner Pass. 108, and uh, you should be fine, yeah. And I, I, was, I was gonna go to Yosemite Valley and check out the Dawn Wall and all these things, and all of a sudden, this giant snowstorm, <laughs> like, a, like a winter advisory snowstorm, came out of nowhere. And um, as soon as I started climbing the pass, man, it was, it was on like Donkey Kong. I pulled over at a gas station just to get my bearings to see if I should be. You know, pursuing <laughs> this drive or not, it didn't feel right, and then I uh, got done pumping gas, and I, I, I leaned over to the stall next to me, and was, uh, this young lady is pumping gas, I was like, hey, uh, sorry to bother you, but I'm not, this is my first time in this area, is this safe for me to continue going, and she was like, do you have chains, and I was like, no, she was like, is that four-wheel drive, and I, was, I was like, uh-uh, she's like, yeah, it's not. It's, it's not <laughs> she's like, yeah, it's not for you, man. Like, we're getting like six feet up here today. I mean, that's what she said, but like, I can't fathom that. But they're getting dumped on today, um, whatever it is. So, yeah. Long story short, I had to turn around. It got so sketchy up there. Uh, I'm in a two-wheel drive um, situation, um, and it's, it's 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 not a that's not a snow vehicle <laughs> plowing through up there. Yeah, so I turned around, had to backtrack a bit, and now I I don't even, I don't even know where I'm at right now, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm two and a half hours outside of Reno. Um, yeah, so I'm in, like, Northern California. What's this town called? Placard, Placerville? Yeah, Pla- Placerville. I'm in Placerville, California, USA right now. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm parked at a, uh, a Regal Theater. I'm getting ready to go into to uh, watch Bad Boys for Life, <laughs> which I am so excited. Um, yeah, I, I really hit a, uh, a crossing point last night. Last night I went to go see uh, Jumanji, which I'm sure I'll get a lot of judgment for. <laughs> I'm judging myself for. But I heard on a uh, Joe Rogan podcast how he saw it twice with his daughter and how they really enjoyed it. And for me, I was like, yeah, I mean, why can't I enjoy a good Jumanji movie? You know, I saw the first one. It was not my favorite, but there's some funny parts to it. And I love The Rock and Jack Black and Kevin Hart. They're all just like epic humans. So I was like, yeah, why not? I got the Regal Pass and went to... Uh, so so I, I bought my ticket and I came back to my car and I didn't have dinner. So you know, the movie was starting in 20 minutes so yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll smash some trail mix, some bars, some almond butter, and uh, smoke a joint, and then I'll go in there and have a great time. <laughs> so in the process of me uh, snacking and you know, having a joint, I lost my ticket. Uh, <laughs> and it was like, it was a whole process to get my ticket because I had, I signed up for the unlimited pass online, and it wasn't going through. So I had a lot of interactions with the manager. Already of the movie theater, so she knew me. (laughs) Uh, But she knew me sober, not super, super stoned. So I went in there afterwards, and I was just, you know, like, I mean, when I go see a movie, I get properly stoned because I want to be super immersed in the movie and not have my monkey brain jumping around thinking about things. That's the whole point for me of being in the movie is just to be able to turn my brain off. It's a form of meditation for me. Uh, I turn my brain off. And I just fully indulge myself in whatever is in front of me. And I'm not thinking about, you know, what I'm doing later or what I did earlier or what I need to do in the future. Uh, I am just thinking about this movie and how amazing it is or how cheesy it is or how different things come together, the storylines. And I just analyze it and I love it, you know, and I just I try to you know, allow myself to be engrossed in it. And I got engrossed into uh, Jumanji last night. Oh yeah, sorry. So, I got, so I got high. So I, like, like, I mean, like I was, I was in a, I was in a rush. You know, like when you're in a rush and you just try to like consume a joint like as fast as you can. <laughs> Maybe you don't. Well, when I'm in a rush, I try to consume a joint like, like as fast as I can to like get in, get in there. Because I hate missing the previews. Missing the previews to me is like there's no point in seeing the movie if you're not missing miss the previews. To me, it's just like a whole encompassing situation, it all goes together, you know, so, I try to be on time, so, I hastily consumed a joint, and I went into the movie theater without a ticket, (laughs) and, like, I was so high, I couldn't really communicate well with, like, the ticket guy, and I was like, hey, man, like, uh, I lost my ticket, I'm uh, I'm gonna talk to the manager, (laughs) and he's like, cool, (laughs) So I go over to the manager, or she, and he calls the manager. He's like, "Hey, manager, uh, up front." And so I'm waiting there for a minute, and I'm—I'm I'm, I'm sure I'm noticeably high, you know, like i am am an awkward human. So I was like, "Hey, manager, I lost my tickets. I'm sorry. Um, can I get a new one?" And she's like, "Hey, as long as you know what your seat number is, like, you're good. You know, get in there." And I was like, "Cool." <laughs> so I got in there, and I watched Jumanji, and. um I don't know, I mean, like, I I hit, like, a a breaking point. I don't know if I was, like, just the perfect amount of high, or if, like, I just, like, let go. Like, where I was, like, fully allowing myself to indulge in the absurdity that is the movie Jumanji, you know? Like, Like, I'm so cynical that traditionally I wouldn't allow myself to enjoy The movie Jumanji, you know, like, I would be, I would just hate on it the whole time, i was like, oh, this is fucking dumb, this is silly, like, why, like, what's the point of this, you know, but instead of doing that, I got super stoned, I turned my brain off and just indulged and just enjoyed it, you know, and like, I enjoyed the shit out of it, you know, to be honest, it was like a whole experience, you know, like, and there were periods in the movie where I, my eyes rolled and I was like, oh, this is fucking say this is so silly and so over the top and like so obvious but like but generally the whole thing is just like a, it's a fun time you know like and if you you know if we're if you if we allow ourselves to just you know be present in like a generally you know good environment we can have like a really amazing experience <laughs> yeah so I had a transcend, transcendent experience last night watching Jimmoji. Uh, which is um, not anything I, I thought I would say before this moment in time. But, yeah, it was great. You know, Jumanji's, you know, it's fun. You know, like, if you um, have a lot of free time, like I do myself, you know, I have, you know, I, I schedule time in my life to consume media, you know. Like, I i feel that uh, media, um, you know, at this point in time, is the best it's ever been, you know, like, there's some, like, Alan Moore's writing is super inspiring to me, like, a really good movie, like, Tom Ford, like, a Tom Ford movie, you know, or, um, N- Nicholas Winey Refn, you know, like, like, yeah, Tom Ford did a, a single man, and he did, uh, Nocturnal Animals, both just the most insane movies ever, and, like, I love them, and he's a, he's a, he's a fucking total boss. And then Nicholas Wani Reffin did, you know, Drive, Neon Demon, Only God Forgives, A Place Beyond the Pines, you know, like every movie that I absolutely love, Nicholas Wani Refn <laughs> has produced, you know, and like being able to be present in the, in like seeing how someone's creative process has came together with. You know, hundreds of other humans over a period of two to three years of dedicated time, or whatever it is, or it's epic. You know, it's it's the culmination of a ton of work and a ton of energy and a and a, and a ton of resources. Are these films? You know, and a and a good film to me, there's nothing better. You know, like I mean, it, it's like going on a good trip. You know, like. Having the perfect dose of weed or the perfect microdose of acid, <laughs> you know, like if you like if you you hit it just right, you know, it's it's epic, you know. Like to me, there's nothing better, you know, to be able to sit down, turn my brain off, and to indulge in a, a creative process that you know has been undertaken by you know an insane amount of effort. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, so yeah, film, yeah, so I, I indulge myself in film and I absolutely love it and I highly recommend it. and I highly recommend you know seeing silly goofy shit, you know that one wouldn't traditionally see if they're so sophisticated <laughs> and um, so yeah intellectually aware uh, they can't see those things. I mean, I get it, you know, like i don't I don't see every uh, popcorn blockbuster movie out there. But I see a lot of them, you know, and I love, like, the John Wick movies and, you know, like, I watch fucking any goddamn superhero movie out there just because I love that whole genre of superheroes and I think that could be done better in the future and I think that there's a lot of movies out there that are, like, crush, you know, like, you know, all the Batman movies, amazing, you know, all the, the Thor genre, insane, Iron Man genre, insane, you know, Hulk has <laughs> a scattered past, but yeah, like, you know, the whole superhero genre in general, can be done like very, very well in a very sophisticated way. I mean, when the first Superman, uh, Marlon Brando, Bra- Brando, Brando was in it, you know, so like, yeah, legitimate actors, you know, and like, like the most legitimate actors in our current situation are in the most popular movies right now. I mean, like, Robert Downey Jr. He's a, he's a serious fucking actor, you know, like, Scarlett Johansson, serious actor, Chris Evans, serious, Mark Ruffalo, fucking serious. These are all, like, I mean, they, they've, they've won awards for, you know, being at the top of their game, you know, and, like, now they're doing these superhero movies that are, like, a totally changing culture, you know, like, they're like, people are very invested into these films, and, you know, for a good reason, because, like, you know, you know, like, the logistics that it took to make the last Avengers movie, for example, I can't even fathom it, you know, like, and in one one sense, I am remissed that, that those resources didn't go to improve a village in fucking Bangladesh, you know, and help them, help support those humans, but in another sense, I am so enamored, it's like, it's like seeing, like, the building of the pyramids, I'm so enamored by seeing all of these resources come together to make a single product it's so fucking fascinating to me, so yeah, film, uh, I highly recommend film, and speaking of film, I need to get in here to watch Bad Boys for Life, <laughs> man, so excited, um, I watched, I watched, uh, the first Bad Boys 1 and 2, I remember a ton as a kid, my dad, loved those movies, I'm gonna get more into that into like a Bad Boys review after this, but, um, Yeah, van life. It's not so bad. You know, like, uh, I was initially pretty intimidated by van life because I am in a very small situation when it comes to the van. But, uh, in general, guys, it's not so bad. You know, like, I, um, have to find unique places to park and I put up my, my shutters, uh, which are, um, coverings that cover the windows and it's all enclosed and it's black in here i turn on my led lights and i pet my my furry roof and i read books and i watch movies and i sleep and i pee (laughs) I smoke joints and snack and um it's not so bad you know like i mean i i am certainly glad that it is not you know long term you know for sure you know this is a short-term situation for me and i I'm trying to escape uh, the winters of Colorado and spend some time in California <laughs> and see friends that I haven't seen and, and really, you know, uh, spend time with people in a, uh, in a really uh, unlimited way. You know, I, I appreciate being able to pop into an old friend and just hang out for a weekend, you know, like uh, I, I still I mean I wasn't getting that enough uh, in Denver. You know, people are spread too thin. You're working too much. You know, so it's hard to connect. So having this concentrated time to connect with old friends is absolutely, absolutely amazing to me, and I truly, truly appreciate. And I truly appreciate my van here, Um, Doris. (laughs) I'm calling her my sweet, sweet Doris here uh, for providing me the transportation and providing me the home and the sleeping and the Everything um, so that I can, you know, be free to explore my life in a very open way and be able to see friends and to maintain connections and to ideally make new connections, you know. And uh, that's my that's my goal. Um, next week is to make new connections. I'm volunteering at a at a farm uh, in Santa Cruz, and I'll do a podcast about that, I'm sure, as well, and interview people there at the farm. And yeah, life is life's wild, you guys. <laughs> I almost died today on the road, and uh, inspired me to do this podcast. And uh, I've been feeling like not, not, not super great you know, lately. You know, I haven't been feeling my my total true self. And it was good to have this, you know, life threatening <laughs> experience today to give me some perspective. You know, like life's not so bad. You know, it's it's not fucking awful. You know, and Sometimes, some days I feel the weight of the world on me and just I feel, you know, everything that's happening. You know, I'm very, very aware of all the situations all the time, everywhere around me. (laughs) So intensely that it it like crumbles me, you know, like I I can't even process it. it. It just like it just crumbles me and humbles me. And it's challenged me, challenges me, you know, some days, you know, some days I want to just hide myself from the world. And other days I want to share. It's like the the days that I want to share and the days that I want to be my truest self and be at peace with myself, those are the good days, you know, like today is a good day. Today I almost died. (laughs) And uh, and today I'm seeing bad boys, you know, like, (laughs) Today's a good day, you know, and I'm trying to honor those good days and be at peace with the days that are not so good and having fewer and fewer preferences along the way, you know, allowing myself to, you know, to feel feel all the things, but not attaching myself to those things, which is a forever lifelong challenge. that, I, uh, that I, I, mo- I mostly appreciate, and other days I I don't. And I'm doing my very, very best to make those days, you know, fewer and far between the good days, um, you know, and, yeah, getting myself into good habits and routines and good situations um, allows that to happen more often. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave... Uh, with that, uh, I appreciate everyone so so much out there in the world, and yeah, I, I it it kills me not being in the same room with everyone that I love so deeply. You know, and it really does challenge me, and I know that everyone yeah you know, has their own lives, and everyone's making moves, and, and everyone is indulgent into whatever reality they are you know surrounded with. So. You know, when I'm not in the same room with those friends, I, uh, it's, it's a struggle for me. But I am, you know, thankful for the time that I am in the same room with those friends. And I try to make that more and more of a priority and to make time to, you know, maintain connections and to make new connections and to share space and share energy with other beautiful and amazing humans. And I, yeah, I want to, th- I mean... <laughs> Uh, thankfully, my my friends that uh, I, I I much love and you I know, much i can't I can't even say you know how much I love and appreciate my friends and my family and um, being able to spend time with them, it's it's everything to me, you know, and um and to contrast that, I spend a lot of time alone. You know, I spend a lot of time writing. I spend a lot of time reading. I'm watching film you know and, and engrossed and noise cancelling headphones a majority of my day you know and I I have the feeling that if I can't you know be connected to the people that I love most then I want, just, I just want to not be connected you know and that's probably not the healthy you know healthiest you know reality you know it, it is the um, one that I am um, I'm working through and not not isolating myself into putting myself out there to the world more and being more vulnerable. It's challenging. It's tough. You know, it's. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm <laughs> uh, working on it. Uh, but yes, I love everyone uh, out there listening to this so 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 much. And I am super looking forward to whatever time we can find together in the future and. Let me know, you guys. Like I, um, I'm open. You know, like if you, I mean, I, um, I'm fully retired now from the military, so I have a pretty open-ended schedule outside of some some pending engagements. Um, I can't leave the states for a while, um, for at least till the spring or summer. Yeah, so I'm grounded in the U.S. So yeah, my my homies in the U.S. Uh, if you want to hang, let me know and uh, I'll come hang. You know, um, I uh that's my whole priority is to spend time with my other humans that uh, are out there. You know, I know that life is tough sometimes and I know that it's beautiful a majority of the time. And to get out of our own way and to see that beauty is the challenge that we all face. <laughs> all right, guys, much love to you all. So much love. Bye bye.